Chapter Fourteen of Stories of North Pole Adventure by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Farthest North. The most famous enterprise of more modern times is that known as the Lady Franklin Bay Expedition which sailed from america in eighteen eighty one in command of lieutenant greeley the object of this expedition was to reach discovery bay and there erect a dwelling from which exploring parties could be sent out and observations made of the phenomena of the arctic regions the explorers twenty-five in number embarked on board the proteus and after a short and prosperous voyage they reached their destination on smith sound without delay a small wooden house was erected to which they gave the name of fort conger and then on the twenty sixth of august the proteus sailed south on her homeward voyage intending to return in the following year with a fresh supply of provisions and other necessaries after the departure of the ship greeley and his companions busied themselves in putting their house in order in anticipation of their first arctic winter never before had men in such a position a greater number of home comforts at their command they were housed in a well-built wooden dwelling with a plentiful supply of provisions and they had a library containing besides reference books and works on arctic exploration about a thousand novels and magazines a school was held three times a week and for a short period a newspaper was conducted lectures and impromptu concerts were also given christmas day was celebrated with due ceremony and the rooms were tastefully decorated and for the first time under such circumstances each man received a christmas present which had been sent by kind and thoughtful friends with the return of spring several sledge parties were organized the equipment for each sledge consisted of an army tent with sleeping bags of well-tanned buffalo hide capable of holding two men dr pavey the medical officer of the expedition explored the coast some distance to the north of cape joseph henry lieutenant greeley led a party into the interior of grinnell land and lieutenant lockwood was entrusted with the exploration of the north greenland coast the journey performed by this last-mentioned officer was the crowning feat of the expedition and ranks as the greatest in arctic history the party set out on the third of april eighteen eighty two with an advanced sledge hauled by dogs and driven by an eskimo and four supporting sledges drawn by members of the expedition early in the journey the intense cold began to tell on the men their sleeping bags were like iron and sleep was out of the question 
our teeth were clattering and clashing together in a most dangerous manner one of the men had his toes frozen in his sleeping bag and the cook had his fingers frozen while preparing breakfast storms came on and made it impossible for the men to cook their meals and on one occasion they spent forty-five hours in the sleeping bags suffering discomforts that words would fail to describe and which can only be understood by those who have had a similar experience another violent gale was encountered a few days after this while at work the men were frequently blown over and one gust of wind lifted the dog sledge with its weight of two hundred pounds bodily from the ground the tents were repeatedly blown down and travelling gear scattered and the sleeping bags were so badly frozen that the strength of four men was required to open them the journal of this excursion is a long record of storms and violent gales varied by an occasional breakdown of one or other of the sledges well might one of the explorers remark we imagine that no other party in the arctic regions has ever passed through discomforts similar to those experienced by us on the twenty eighth of april lockwood decided to send back the supporting party and advance with the dog sledge and two men on the following day he set out accompanied by sergeant brainard and an eskimo dog driver fourteen or fifteen hours of constant work brought them in twenty-five marches to lockwood island here the lieutenant took an observation and found his position to be in eighty-three degrees twenty-three point eight minutes north of this event brainard writes we had now reached a higher latitude than ever before attained by mortal man and on a land farther north than was supposed by many to exist we unfurled the glorious stars and stripes to the exhilarating northern breeze with an exultation impossible to describe the honours of the farthest north which had been held by england for three centuries were thus won for america by lieutenant lockwood and his trusty companion brainard provisions were now running short so after spending two days on the island for rest and observation they set out on the return journey which was safely accomplished on the first of june after an absence of sixty days the second winter spent at ford conger did not pass as pleasantly as the first the steamer which was expected with fresh stores did not arrive and the men had consequently to be put on short allowance fortunately their health and spirits continued excellent and they looked hopefully forward to the arrival of the relieving vessel in the spring but these hopes were doomed to disappointment the summer came but the steamer did not arrive 
and greeley had therefore no alternative but to order the retreat to the south a small steam launch named the lady greeley and three boats were their only means of escape on the ninth of august eighteen eighty three greeley and his companions set out on their hazardous voyage to the south and as they hoped to safety the launch led the way with the boats in tow to provide against serious loss arising from an accident to any of the boats the records provisions coal and other supplies were divided among the party as equally as possible heavy fogs were encountered and the launch had to be slowed down to half speed for the presence of large masses of ice made rapid steaming extremely dangerous on the thirteenth the voyagers came to an enormous floeberg about sixty feet high which effectively stopped their farther progress there was nothing to be done but wait till the mass was broken up or removed next morning however they found that a passage had been opened for them in a most unexpected manner during the night the flow had split in two and divided leaving an opening just wide enough to admit the lady greeley and her attendant boats the narrow cleft presented to our view afforded perhaps the most wonderful passage ever traversed by any voyagers scarcely a dozen feet wide it was over a hundred yards long and its perpendicular walls of opaque ice reached fully fifty feet skyward above our passing boats i recall no other mass which has so impressed me with the grandeur and scope of nature's forces and works the sufferings of the party from cold were intense and the cramped positions which they had to occupy in the boats chilled them to the very marrow strong northeasterly gales drove the boats against the shore ice and it was with the most utmost difficulty that they were saved from being crushed to pieces the launch had eventually to be abandoned and for thirty days they lived on a moving floe which might at any moment have broken up and proved their destruction at length after toiling over a distance of nearly four hundred miles the weary and worn-out little band reached cape sabine in october fortunately without loss of life little did they think that nearly two months before their arrival the relief ship had gone down near that very spot their troubles now began in real earnest through the mismanagement and consequent failure of an expedition sent to their assistance they were doomed to spend the winter on this inhospitable shore an entry in lieutenant lockwood's diary at this time gives us the keynote of their position our tea is extremely weak this is a miserable existence only preferable to death get little sleep day or night 
on account of hard sleeping bag and cold the stock of provisions was gradually sinking a few foxes and some game which were shot from time to time warded off absolute starvation but many deaths occurred and the summer of eighteen eighty four found their numbers reduced to fourteen among the early victims was lieutenant lockwood no pen says greeley could ever convey to the world an adequate idea of the abject misery and extreme wretchedness to which we were reduced insufficiently clothed for months without drinking water destitute of warmth our sleeping-bags frozen to the ground our walls roof and floor covered with frost and ice subsisting on one-fifth of an arctic ration almost without clothing heat or food yet we were never without courage faith and hope sealskin gloves pieces of leather and the oil tanned skin from one of the sleeping bags formed the staple portion of their diet during the last dreadful months of eighteen eighty four at last on the morning of the twenty third of june relief came captain scotchley of the thetis who had been sent out by the american government to search for the lost explorers had succeeded in penetrating the icy barrier and reaching the survivors when they were just at the last gasp greeley was found lying under the folds of the tent so exhausted that he could hardly speak months of constant anxiety had reduced the once strong man to the utter helplessness of a child some of his comrades were even in a worse plight two lay on the ground with hands and feet frozen off and another was dying out of the twenty-five men who three years before had left their native country in the pride of strength and manhood only five returned the remainder had found rude graves in the regions which they had given their lives to open up and their names were added to the glorious roll of those who search the storm-surrounded pole End of chapter 14